Welcome to the MandoCast, the Star Wars Reports podcast for discussing the latest episode of The Mandalorian on Disney+. And this episode, we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I have with me Peggy Eisenhower, who's I would say is probably the number one Jawa fan. And we were going to talk about the off-world Jawas in this new episode. So thanks for joining me, Peggy. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, just a, a little bit of, of background on you. Um, I know your son, Stephen, is known as the chess Jawa, who raises money every year at Dragon Con. Yes, Stephen, is, uh, he raised just over $2,000 last year. And um, I think many of the people who have gone to Dragon Con have seen him and played him and donated. We've had a lot of support over the years. Yeah, and he, he plays them dressed in his uh, Jawa garb the entire time. And absolutely <laughs> which is that's got to be it's hot yeah it's, you know, but he loves it he right loves it. and he does not lose much at all does he uh he didn't lose any last year he played i think we counted 160 some odd games mm-hmm. over about not quite 40 hours of chess so yeah and so and zero much. losses and did he tie at all he he had one draw yeah that's crazy. <laughs> and then you were also behind the Great Jawa Horde. That's right. Um, so I am a uh, 501st member here in the Georgia Garrison in Atlanta. And I have a Stormtrooper kit. Um, but I wanted a Jawa uh, to show solidarity with Steven. And I, I think the Jawas just, I, I've always loved them. I, I think they have so much fun. I, I describe them to somebody as being kind of the sea lions of the Star Wars desert. They, <laughs> you know, they're big and brown and they just do what they want. And um, so I decided to, to have a Jawa. And at, we found out that there were 19, I think, approved Jawas in the Georgia Garrison, which gave us the fourth most Jawas of any garrison in the galaxy. And uh, the number one uh, Jawa home garrison was Germany, and they had, I think, 68 more Jawas than we did. So I kind of made a snarky remark uh, online that we should just, you know, knock out 68 of these things and have the most of any garrison in the galaxy. And that took off a little bit, Um, and we ended up in, uh, not last year, in the year before, we built... About 150 Jawas, oh my uh, of which <laughs> many were many were kids. We built them for some that were out of state, um, mm-hmm. but we ended up having hitting 91 approved in Georgia, which gave us the lead. And I think Georgia currently has about 116 approved Jawas in the in the garrison. So, um, so we are the the Jawa garrison. Yeah, for sure. And I am. I, I, I am, I guess, the instigator. Right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. But then you said, not good enough. Not good enough. I said, we're going to have 100 Jawas, and if we have 100 Jawas, I'm going to buy a bus, and we'll turn it into a sand crawler so we can all ride around in style. <laughs> and, and that's what you did. <laughs> uh, and we did, right? So we, we built 100 Jawas, and then we broke the record, and then I bought a used airport shuttle, mm-hmm. um, which my husband... And a group of um, our friends converted into the Sandcrawler. And if you've, you know, if, if your uh, listeners have been to the Dragon Con Parade, they've seen it. It's, it's, uh, you can actually see 
our build thread on our website, greatjawahord.com. So if you want to build your own sand crawler, it's got the step by step there. Um, step one does, you know, does begin with buy a bus, but after that, it's pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, it starts to kind of get a little bit easier at that point. And you can find pictures of that sand crawler all over the web. It's you can pretty much type in Dragon Con sand crawler, or um, you know, I'm, I'm sure probably even just like a real life sand crawler. There's probably several different search. Uh, I, and search I, terms and I really, use. I feel, I feel like the Mandalorian has just, you know, they, they've done right by us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they've really done it. Sandy will be um, not next weekend, but December 7th is the Choa, uh, the Children's Healthcare Christmas Parade. And Sandy will be in the parade for those of you in Atlanta that want to go see. Excellent. The sand crawler in action. Yeah. And uh, of course, with, with Dragon Con, it sort of is the Santa Claus of the Dragon Con parade. So. It is. She's very fun. Yeah. She's very fun. So I was, I got to, uh, this year was actually my first year in the parade. So I was uh, actually right behind it uh, coming in this year. So, so much fun. And everybody was just in awe seeing it. it yeah. It, it is, it's, it's big. I mean, I think people that haven't seen it in person don't really appreciate how big it is. Right. Um, but it is, it is a big vehicle. Right. Yes. Yes. Huge. <laughs> um, and so that's the thing I wanted to talk about. Um, of course, we actually see the the sand crawler in action in um, the the child, which is episode two of the Mandalorian. Uh, and then, of course, we have Jawas, which to me, I guess I've I've actually been so enamored with this idea of off world Jawa, and. Uh, in general, like what have, what have your thoughts been on this new type of Jawa? Well, I'm, I'm very excited about the Jawas in the Mandalorian. And I, I note that they've really expanded the Jawas, not just um, in this episode, but we, we saw Jawas in the first episode as well. Right. Um, the, uh, the intelligence that I get from my older son, Daniel, who runs the star Wars trivia contest at dragon con, is that we've seen them now on two planets. The first planet uh, is potentially Kedouane, and then the second planet is um, uh, Arvala 7. Mm -hmm. And the Jawas there are, they're different from the, you know, our Jawas from the original trilogy. Um, they're different in a couple of different ways. Their eyes are, are much redder, although we did see that in the original trilogy with some of them. And Daniel's oh, really? speculation is that's a genetic variation. You okay. Know, like we have different eye colors. Jawas have different eye colors. Uh-huh. Um, but the off-world Jawas actually have slightly different robes and, and slightly different weaponry and different bandoliers and so forth. And that's probably cultural. Um, right. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting into kind of those details when we have, uh, you know, when I have more time to look at the episode. Right. Um, right. But, I, you know, I know it's one that cosplays as a Jawa. You know, we're used to having our robes weathered with, you know, the sands of Tatooine. Trying to imagine weathering those robes with the mud of Arvala 7 is right. a, a little bit daunting, I have to say. <laughs> I think that the, 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 the planet... It, you know, the, the idea of, of having those robes be muddy is, is a little bit terrifying. Right. Um, but I love the look. I mean, I love the look of the Jawas. I love their their kind of their scarves 
And mm-hmm. more than anything, I love their attitudes. They are just the most wonderful, you know, just the most wonderful things. Right. I I was I was actually really worried when I started to watch the episode. Other people had seen it. I was late because I was traveling. And um, I was really worried after they, you know, they when they when they blasted the Mandalorian off the top of the Sandcrawler, it was just such a great scene. But then I was worried that we were going to have him come back and, you know, just devastate them at the end. And when um, when the Ugnaught said, you have to go trade with them, right. I, I just I lost my mind. I mean, <laughs> right, right. Wonderful moment in all of Star Wars. Right. And having him having to negotiate to get his ship back. I, right. Yeah. You know. So uh, back to the 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 eye thing real quick. See that that was something that was interesting to me. I I had no idea. I'd only recalled seeing you know the more um, yellow or the you know more amber uh, colored eyes. So I, now I've got to go back through the original trilogy and try to find. Yeah, some go of back and look at go back and look at the at the old ones. There are some red eyed Jawas there too. Okay. And you know I'm not sure if it was intentional or it was you know a quirk of of parts availability. Mm-hmm. when they were putting it together on maybe less of a less of a budget right um, but there there is a difference and you know for for 501st customers who are trying to make the screen accurate costumes you know we're really focused on those differences and some of the people who have jawas have a real preference for this the much smaller redder eyes um we will you know i i i, I will tell you you know little spoiler alert for next year's dragon con i will expect i would expect you're going to see a lot of off-world dragons in the dragon oh, excellent. Con next year that that makes me very happy <laughs> we are going to be uh we are going to be cranking those out next that's awesome so it'll be very fun i love it um yeah so I, I had kind of thought maybe even they were almost i mean obviously it's daylight but i was wondering if it was some sort of like a night vision goggle type thing and i didn't know if maybe that had any sort of uh difference you know, in, in their eye colors. Uh, I, you know, I, I've certainly not heard that speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly it is a different, you know, that planet has a different environment. Right. But my guess is that it's, that it is more like eye color the way we would yeah. have different eye colors so than it like is. like a biological Yeah, thing. it's a genetic okay. variation okay. Ac- according to, you know, according to Daniel. Right, right. Yeah, he, <laughs> I would definitely trust <laughs> whatever he says. I'm like, yep. <laughs> Whatever he says. He just, he just <laughs> That's, uh, I'll, I'll take his word for it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, so how, yeah, you talked about like how they acted and stuff, you know, that, that was one of the things that really cracked me up is when he starts basically sniping them and the one that essentially just turns and jumps and just kind of plants his feet and just starts firing wildly back at him. They, yeah, that, you know, they are, I mean, this guy just disintegrated like four of them and they are not going to be cowed, right? They right. are absolutely fighting back and, and I love it. And I love the scene on the top where, you know, one of the Jawas pulls down that big communications horn and is talking with the control room. Right. I mean, it's just they're, you know, they were very coordinated and clearly, you know, they're defending their their crawling fortress. Yeah. And they don't very effectively. They don't seem afraid of him as much as I mean, they almost seem to look down on him. You know, they're they're just throwing stuff down at him and, you know, trying every little thing to, to knock him off. And then later they're insulting him. 
I when they tell him he speaks Java badly, <laughs> he <laughs> right. sounds like a Wookiee. Right. I love it. I love it. Now you know you, you will say. I mean, one of my friends, you know, kind of made the observation that, um, you know. It, it's unclear what to think of the Jawas, given that he did disintegrate, you know, a, a, a fair number of maybe a half dozen of their clan. Mm-hmm. And um, and then they're willing to just, you know, sit down and negotiate and say, all right, you know, we'll forgive you. Go get us an egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, snacks I, will do it. We're good with those guys if you get us the appropriate snacks. Right. Well, I mean, they. So, I, I imagine uh, the Jawa life is is a very hard one. That's right. They're so, not very emotional about their clan. I guess. Right. Right. They have but, to just kind of um, roll with the punches, and I imagine they don't get the egg very often. <laughs> they don't get the egg very often, and it did look tasty, didn't it? <laughs> I guess it was a little too much hair for my taste. <laughs> you know. You know. <laughs> did you Did you see that coming when they? you know they get the egg did you expect that it was going to be a a treat for them or were you thinking something else i you know i really had no idea it was all just sort of surreal um watching it play out but when they they got the egg i didn't know what they were going to do with the egg and Mm -hmm. but it 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 seemed classically java i mean it was the perfect thing for them to do right right? just break it open and dive in right i thought it was very in character Uh uh-huh for, you know, the way we understand Jawas to, to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, see, my, my original thinking was that they wanted to raise it and uh, kind of, I mean, because we've seen, you know, in the special editions where uh, we saw the Rontos and they were actually riding Rontos. So I thought, oh, maybe they, you know, think, hey, if we can get this thing young, we can train it up and uh, we can ride it around the desert or something. But no, they just wanted, they wanted a, basically a giant, hairy Cadbury egg. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And I, you know, and I didn't know, I mean, I assumed that it might have value for, for trading. I mean, cause mm-hmm. that would be kind of the thing, but, um, you know, what, one of the things when, when we troop as Jawas, we're always willing to trade almost everybody that troops as a Jawa has a, a, a pouch or a, a bag or a, a tote of, you know, trinkets or toys or candy or something. And right. we're always willing to trade. And one of the things that I find, it, like when we're, we're interacting with little kids, you know, sometimes they'll come up and they'll have like a rock or, you know, uh-huh. a stick or something. And we always give them the best treat because we're just trading. Right. So I think Jawas are always willing to trade even, you know, valuable, you know, Razor Crest ship parts for whatever happens to be available. Right, so, right. Yeah, they, so they, tend to, they, they care more about the trade than the actual... Uh, item that's that right. they're trading. It's, yeah, it's the act. It's the act of trading. Mm-hmm. So, and another thing, like with that um, sand crawler, something I noticed very quickly was that it looks sort of like the the sand crawler that we saw back on Tatooine and A New Hope, but it also has, you know, they they sort of have um, like umbrellas and things sort of set up, I guess, to like sunbathe or whatever on on the roof of it. It, you know, it looked like maybe they had scavenged one of Jabba's sail barges at right. some point and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> converted the top. <laughs> I, this was exactly what we thought. We thought, well, I wonder if Jabba left his sail barge around. Right. Um, the um, I, I thought it was wonderful. And uh, and obviously, you know, as, as one with a sand crawler that we're always thinking about upgrades and, um, and enhancements that we could make to make it more, you know, more fun and more screen accurate, we will be looking at all of those details to mm-hmm. uh, to think about what we do for Sandy for for next year. Absolutely. So and I, and I think there's going to be 
there's going to be some enhancements made. Yeah. And I mean, one thing that I thought about, uh, too, thinking of Sandy at that time, you know, I thought, oh, how fun the uh, being able just to open those panels up, you know, and you see the, the little Jawas open a panel up and pop out and throw uh, some part, probably his ship parts, you know, <laughs> that they're actually throwing at him to get rid of him. Well, and, and our Sandcrawler has two wavy windows, actually one on each side right. that we open up so that, you know, Jawas can, um, you know, can hang out and mm-hmm. trade or wave or do whatever. And uh, so that was really accurate. Our windows open in um, and the the ones in the show opened out. So right. I'm not sure that's a, a detail we can make, but I did love how they had lots of different windows and some of them opened sideways and some of them opened up and you right. know, the Jawas just could kind of come and go. I thought that was just it was it was just such a nice touch because mm-hmm. it the way the sand crawler you know the the different panels they all do look sort there's nothing very uniform about it so I, I do love the idea that you know they just kind of probably stuck them on however and they'll open up just however so. and I don't know the 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 sand crawler body itself is uh, you know is a mining vehicle mm-hmm. that's that's part of it was part of legends and it's part of canon now and um, I I don't know how the what the conversion process is from you know the mining vehicle to the sand crawler to the habitat sand crawler but i'd be curious whether those panels you know how those panels get added right now, they, i just i thought it was just very cool and it was it, it was almost like the mandalorian was playing a little bit of whack-a-mole with the jawas <laughs> right, like right. wherever he was another one came out from somewhere else and mm-hmm. you know he'd dodge and a different door would open yeah it was kind of a a, a horizontal whack-a-mole right and you and you mentioned earlier you know like on the you know kind of being on the horn and everything i loved seeing the the inside of that cockpit you know it, it was fabulous right i mean because it just it, it looks so cool it i don't know i'm trying to think of like what it reminds me of you know being like up in there but um it was just so fun well, to, to see when, like when, and when when they were going like we saw it at the beginning when he was storming the fortress but then we also saw it when they were going to the mudhorn's nest and mm-hmm. the mandalorian was in the cockpit with them and it was i mean it was almost like you know it was almost like a bugs bunny cartoon and i, I felt like the whole scenes with the sandcrawler really were almost inspired by some of those bugs bunny cartoons where you know he's kind of cramped up in there and he's hitting his head and there <laughs> right. you know and then the you know, the, you know, in the scenes where he was attacking it, where they're, you know, kind of hanging out and falling off. I mean, we had at at one point when we were building the sand crawler and and we were creating the nose that was on the front of it. And and in ours, that's all a steel frame with PVC panels. So it's really heavy. Right. And, you know, Greg and, and, the the guys that were working on it were really worried about you know it's going to be too heavy are we going to be top heavy or, you know is this nose going to go down right and um somebody had our you know our, our contingency plan if it was too heavy was to just have all the jawas hanging on the back <laughs> right you know, kind right. of like an old looney tunes cartoon right and um, i i joke because it really this kind of made me think of some of those looney tune cartoons where you know everything's kind of messy and and, and chaotic and right it was just it was delightful to see it because it was just so fun mm-hmm. but now that's the one thing i will say uh about the, i guess the my my final uh question for you is where they the jawas do seem to be very chaotic and messy the one place where i think they are very um 
pristine and surgical has got to be in tearing a ship apart in a very short amount of time. Yeah, they seem to have done a really good job. And of course, I, I, I don't have a sense of how long they had, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he gets to the planet and he parks the Razor Crest and then he goes off and he, you know, finds the Ugnon and he goes off and finds the child and has all of that, all of that stuff that happens, mm-hmm. right? In episode one, in chapter one. And then, you know, in chapter two, he's coming back and and it's obviously a journey, right? I don't have a sense of how long that took. Was that a day? Was that two days? Was it a week? I don't know. Regardless, the Jawas took the thing apart. I mean, they totally had stripped it. And I think that that they not only did they do a very pristine job of stripping it, but, you know, by implication, when when the Mandalorian and uh, and uh, Kuil were able to put it back together Mm -hmm. in essentially overnight, that must mean that the parts were taken out in, in, you know, they weren't just cut out. They must have been removed. Right. Carefully. So that, which, which would make sense if you think about you're trading them, you're not trading them as scrap. You're trying to sell them as, you know, as, as components that would have value. But I was impressed not only with how much they took out, but, you know, but it, they must have been taken out in a pristine enough way that they could, that the ship could be reassembled. Right. Fear in a, by two guys, basically, who two guys, one of whom didn't even take off his helmet, right? <laughs> right, right. O- overnight. So I, I think that's a credit, you know, that it, we could we could say it's a credit to, to Kuil's skill at rebuilding the ship, but I think it's a credit to how the Jawas disassembled it. They oh, did yeah. a very clean job. Yeah, I, I think so. And, I mean, like you said, we, we don't have a, a clear indication of how long they were going at it, but to me based off of how fast they were moving when he, he come up on them, I felt like it was, you know, they had not been there very long. Cause I, I, I think that like, you know, when someone's doing a job or, you know, doing something like that, if you're doing it for a while, you start to kind of slow down, but they were, I think, I think they kind of thought, okay, let's hurry up and get as much as we can, as fast as we can and get out of here. I, I agree. I agree. I I think they, 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 and they seem very industrious. I mean, everybody was involved. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully Delightful. we, uh, we'll see more from the, the Jawas in, in the upcoming episodes. Uh, but this one was, like I said, a, a great crossed. look. It into... was the, it was a, it was a high point for, for the horde. It was a high <laughs> point for, for sure. Well, thank everybody you for... else is talking about the child, man. We're all about, did you see the child? Right, right. Well, I mean, he, hey, he was cute too. But uh, like I said, the seeing something that you, you've seen before and everything, and, and actually seeing it more in its day to day and a little bit differently is just so much fun. And that, to me, that is the fun of Star Wars. I I agree, and I and I'm so thrilled with the you know with the show and and with the script and and everybody that they actually had that they you know they let the jawas actually be successful and and shine and they didn't have the mandalorian come back and just wipe them out which you know kind of was my fear for a moment i I thought that was wonderful yeah and i I, and i i know the mandalorian you know even though he spoke it badly like a wookiee he apparently speaks a little bit of jawa Right. Jawa ease, which suggests that maybe we will see him communicating with Jawas. 
Yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I think the Jawas are going to be the key to everything in the Star Wars universe at the end. We've had that conversation. <laughs> right. So. Yep. I actually just when, posted the... When uh, that turns out to be true, you can have me back on the show. Okay. <laughs> Wait till you see me. I knew it. Yeah. I, I went ahead and um, yesterday I had the uh, the Dragon Con panel uh, post so, so everyone can kind of listen to that and, and they can get to get an idea from there and get some of your your jawa wisdom uh going into this episode but uh i i definitely appreciate you coming on and uh like i said let, letting us know <laughs> what you thought of that uh so to everyone else this has been the show uh if you'd like to reach out to us you can just shoot us an email at mandocast at gmail.com or find us on twitter at the mandocast so thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and leave us a review.